A huge thank you to The Georgia Strait for recognizing the Voted Least Likely podcast. We have been ranked the third best podcast in Vancouver. This show started just over a year ago, and I am blown away with the positive feedback I've gotten from it. Um, I started just assuming I'd be talking about failure to nobody, to be honest, and the fact that my story has resonated with you and that has made you feel less alone has exceeded all of my expectations. That really was the goal, to make you feel less alone on your journey. And the funny thing is that this experience has in turn made me feel less alone. So a huge thank you to everybody who voted and a gigantic thank you to the Georgia Strait for recognizing the show. And I cannot wait to share what is next for us. This just gave us such a boost. Um, I'm very excited to see where we're going to go with this. And I'm so honored to have you on the journey with me. Welcome to the Voted Least Likely podcast. I am your host, Leah Yard. I'm a high school dropout who accidentally became an entrepreneur. After spending over a decade working minimum wage jobs, having a complete mental breakdown, and losing all confidence in myself, I somehow started a successful jewelry company. I am the least likely person to have ended up in the fashion industry, the least likely person to have overcome crippling anxiety, and the least likely person to have ever had the confidence to share my story. And I know if you are here, you've likely felt something similar. This piece of internet real estate is a place for us to share how we overcame our own obstacles and found a place to thrive, even if it was the last place we ever thought we would end up. We are talking all things related to failure with a little sense of humor on the side. It's time to expose the narratives we tell ourselves and the ones the world places on us. This is the Voted Least Likely podcast. I am one of those people who sets gigantic goals at the beginning of the year. I love this about myself that I'm able to dream big, but what I don't love is that sometimes this causes me to set myself up for failure. I have a tendency to set goals that are too big. And I know a lot of people say that you should be reaching for the stars when it comes to goal setting, but if you consistently set expectations that you aren't able to reach, you will inevitably just feel badly, and this can affect your confidence. In a past show, I talked about building confidence by being congruent, doing the things you say you're going to do. So by continually setting goals and not reaching them, you run the risk of losing faith in yourself. It also just feels shitty and can stifle your momentum. So I thought I'd go through three goals I'm letting go of before the end of 2023 for a refreshing twist. Because look, this time of year is intense. For many small businesses, this is the time they are expecting, well, we are expecting to make the bulk of our annual revenue. You've got the holidays on top of that with family, which can both be expensive and stressful. It's just a big time of year. And I see a lot of bumper sticker bullshit out there telling you not to waver on your goals and just push through. And look, I'm guilty of this too. I push through when maybe I shouldn't. I go too hard on stuff just because I said I would. And I'm often the person convincing others to do the same. And there are times when it is important to buckle down and push through. But 
with the pressure cooker that has been the last three years, I'm going to try a slightly different approach. This show is sponsored by our very own company, Leah Yard Designs. Leah Yard Designs is a jewelry brand in Vancouver, Canada that specializes in unique, semi-precious pieces. The designs are meant to be mixed and matched to celebrate the wearer. We love fashion juxtapositions, which is why you will usually find me in ripped jeans and a ton of gold jewelry. Our goal is to add glamour to every day. Our most popular design is our Zodiac necklace, which was created to celebrate what makes you uniquely you. 5% of all profits in the jewelry collection are donated to the DEWC, a local charity that helps vulnerable women in Vancouver's downtown east side. You can learn more and shop the full collection at www.leayarddesigns.com. So the first goal I am letting go of is to head into 2024 debt-free. This was a big one for me. Money itself is a difficult area that I've had to do a lot of personal work on. I was raised to believe that money is something that you work very hard for. It's one of the hardest things to accumulate, and it's something that is never spent on anything other than what would be considered a necessity. It's meant to be saved and never let out. And debt, that's almost a foreign concept. Being in debt in my family was like a crime. <laughs> and in 2021, I went into debt for the first time in my life. And I had an absolute breakdown over it. I thought I had ruined my life. I know that's dramatic, but I really thought that's what it was. I will never come back from this. Now that I've been in debt for a few years, <laughs> I still don't love how it feels. I still have shame around it. I still wouldn't tell my family about it. And don't worry, they don't listen to this show. But there's a lot of shame around debt. And so one of my goals this year was to pay it all off and head into 2024 debt free. That's an awesome goal. And I've made huge progress towards it. I mentioned recently that we are on track to have our best year in business at Leah Yard Designs. I'm very, very proud of that. But even though we have streamlined our business as much as possible this year and generated more money, I'm still going to be carrying some debt with me into the new year. One thing I will say when I thought about recording this episode, it was a healing experience. I recommend doing this, going through your goals and really questioning them. Because my goal to head into the new year without debt is obviously a great financial goal, but a lot of it was just ego-based. I care more about how the debt makes me feel than I do about what it financially costs me to have it. So by letting go of this timeline and this goal to go in free of it in the new year, it forces me to deal with my feelings about it which I need to do. The next goal I'm letting go of might sound dumb. At the beginning of 2023, I wrote down some fitness goals. And one of them was that I wanted to be able to do an unassisted chin up at the end of the year. There was a time in my life when I was training my body and I was able to do three unassisted chin ups in a row without touching the ground. I know that's not a huge thing for some people, but I'm a fairly heavy person and chin-ups have always been a very challenging exercise. I mean, they're a challenging exercise for anybody, 
So I had this goal because I like having the ability to pull my body weight up. It feels good. I work out because I like to feel strong. And this specific exercise makes me feel strong when I can do it. It's been a few years now since I've been able to do chin-ups and I wanted to be able to do it again, but I didn't train on this exercise this year consistently. So guess what? I still can't do it. I'm frustrated with myself because it's a silly thing, but for me, it's just one exercise I could have been working on just weekly and be able, been able to do it by now. Here's why I'm letting go. There's not much time left in the year. This is the busiest time for my brand, so I'm likely not going to be able to reach this fitness goal before January. But this year, I expanded my exercise routine. I started doing things I hadn't done before. I do a wider variety of exercises, much more varied than I used to do. And honestly, I wish that had been the goal of the year learning to strengthen my body in new ways instead of having one specific motion written down. Again, when I see this goal, I think it's more ego-based. Did I actually want the specific muscles required to do a chin-up? Or do I just want to know I can do it? Something to think about. I realize as I'm saying these out loud, these are a bit embarrassing. Goals are so personal and it's hitting me now just how embarrassing this is. But here we go. The last goal I'm letting go of was to gain 5,000 new email subscribers for my jewelry brand. I've talked a lot about email marketing and how it's my favorite part of my business. I've also talked about how my email list is my most important asset in my business these are the people that have opted into my journey. These are the people who allow my business to grow. They are vital. And I treat my email list very well because of this. I mean, my business would not have survived the pandemic without this list. So I owe a lot to these people. And it's my goal to send treats and perks specifically to them so they know how important they are. And as much as I love email marketing, I still have a lot to learn about it. One of the biggest lessons, if you're a small business owner, you're going to want to hear this one. The size of your list doesn't matter as much as how engaged it is. There's a term in email marketing called cleaning your list. When you delete people who have unsubscribed emails that have bounced or subscribers that have not been active for a certain period of time. The reason you do this is because if you're sending emails to hundreds of people who don't open or click through, email providers will rank your emails as less important and will start placing your emails in other people's junk folder. So if you have a huge list, but half of the people on it aren't interested anymore in being part of your journey, just having them on your list is hurting your ability to reach people that do want to hear from you. Here's a few numbers to explain this concept. This season, I deleted over 400 emails from my list. Even as I say that, it, it makes my stomach hurt. These were people who had not engaged with our brand for over nine months. So this number is going to be specific to your business because it's really, it really comes down to how frequently you're emailing people. We send out roughly one email a week. So that's about 30 or 40 emails that those people haven't opened. 
so I think it's fair to say they're no longer interested. And for the record, don't take it personally. People lose interest for a million reasons. And also, I have zero desire to be sending emails to people who don't want to hear from me, right? So after deleting 400 subscribers, our open rate went from 44% to over 65%. So with a smaller email list, we were starting to reach more people who wanted to hear from us. And I will say a 44% open rate is great. As far as I'm concerned, anything over 30% is amazing, really. But again, my focus is to have a very tight list filled with people that are excited to hear from me and my brand. So I didn't gain the new 5,000 emails I wanted this year. But looking back at that goal, I understand that it wasn't really the right goal to have. And even though it was possible for me to achieve that, had my focus been to just get that number up and never clean my list, it would have actually meant fewer people would have heard from me. And in the end, it wouldn't have been helpful to grow the brand. Again, it would have been more ego-based. I would have been really proud to have that number. But your email list is a number behind the scenes. That's not something people see. That's not something that you... It's not like a follower count, right? It's not a vanity metric. It is something that is very important to your brand behind the scenes. I hope going through these goals is helpful. For me, it was amazing to see what I thought I had wanted at the beginning of the year and to see how I adapted, learned, and pivoted. Something that is so clear is to keep the big picture in mind. So one thing that was important for me was to reach a specific financial goal for my business. That's great just to have this vision. And I ended up surpassing that goal a few months earlier, even though I actually hadn't met certain financial goals that were tied to specific events, if that makes sense. So it's great to get granular with your goals, but just make sure you have an overall vision. So when one granular goal falls through, you've got other ways that you can make up for that or new ways to pivot and reach the end big goal for your life, for your brand, whatever it is that you are working on that you kind of set that intention at the beginning of the year. So I'm technically heading into 2024 with some debt lacking the ability to physically pull myself up and having not reached my subscriber goal. But I will also be heading into the new year with new knowledge, an expanded exercise routine, and a very healthy email list with people who are cheering my small business on. And those are pretty damn good goals. Too bad I didn't write those down in January. Please be kind to yourself as you reflect on the year. You're doing your best. Goals change. Your ability to pivot and see the best in a situation is better than your ability to hang on longer than you should to something you wrote down 11 months ago. Thank you so much for being here. I really hope this episode gave you a boost of encouragement to follow your own path, even if it's a little unruly or has a few more weeds than you expected. I would love if you could share this with somebody important to you. We never know who needs a boost. 
If you'd like to learn more, you can find me at www.leayard.com. And if you want to see a little more behind the scenes, you can connect with me on Instagram at leayard. And now I will leave you with this. We all have more in common than we do not. Be kind when you can, judge less, less often, and never, ever underestimate your own potential. I'll see you next week.